We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oh, we're here. We are live. Go Blue with Stu. I don't know if we've done a live stream yet, but we got Tyler. How's it going, Tyler? I'm good. Stu, this is the first time we've actually ever spoken to each other, too. Yeah, I know. We've only, we've only connected over text before, but now this is the first time we're like actually having a conversation with each other. So we'll see how it goes. It's like a speed dating almost right here. It's the digital age of friendships, right? Exactly. Like building relationships overline, online is hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it never seems to stop. And it's great because doing this with Field of 68 and this podcast, like I've just met so many people and I've been tuned back into Michigan basketball more than I ever have. Probably, uh-huh. probably more than I was even playing, like paying attention to everything. <laughs> so it's good. I'm going to my first game this year in Chrysler Arena. Damn. All right. It's All exciting right. stuff. I know. I'm really, I'm really getting back into it. I feel like when I was playing in the last in the in the years after that, you know, I couldn't watch when I was overseas, and now I'm like I would call myself a fan now, which is good. So it's good, good to be here live. I don't even know what we got going on. If I can even get this on Twitter, oh, here we go. There you go. Oh, Field sixty eight on Twitter. All right, let's retweet this out. Yeah, let's get into it. A lot to talk about with this team, even though they've been just rolling i mean i can't stress enough it's early on right and they've been yeah at a test versus eastern didn't look super great but 
the building blocks of what they have, I'm a lot more hopeful than last year's team. And that's nothing against last year's team, but like they've got the structure offensively and defensively that I just didn't see last year. Now I'm watching these games and they like Michigan just doesn't stop moving. They never stop moving from top to bottom, like one through eight play. How, how many guys are playing? They all have that mentality. Like we're going to keep moving and defensively they're almost there. It's like, it's this half step, half second that just kills you. And you see that they know what they should be doing, but it's totally different than actually doing it, which will just take reps and confidence. And it's, I talked with uh, coach Washington last week on the podcast mm-hmm. and having that confidence in space, it's way harder on defense than it is on offense. I would say like to really like master what you're doing on defense, that confidence in space where you go, all right, I know that my man is here. I need to be three steps off and help. There's a ball screen coming. I also got like, you know, behind me is a possible flare happening. And we got to talk that through. And like you're in your first or second year. And even with your playing with like new guys, you're just not trusting it. And your head's just scrambled. So like these guys are figuring it out and they're kind of in between defensively. It's this, uh, you want to be in the middle of doing too much and then slow to react. But at the core of it, they know what should be done, which is huge, which is exciting to watch because you're just going to see that build, which you, you didn't have last year. You just didn't know what was going to happen yeah. last year. This year, I feel like, you know, like, all right, this is what they should do. Bam, 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 bam. Last year, you're like, all right, who knows what's going to happen this game? It could be fun. Yeah. Are you surprised how quickly this team has kind of gelled together? A little bit, a little bit. Um, I was also thinking that in defense of last year's team, there was no Caleb or Musa pressure. Like Jet is playing awesome for a freshman. Amazing. They're all really playing great in their own ways. But Jet didn't have the pressure that Caleb had. I mean, the amount of pressure that was on Caleb last year was palpable. You could see it in the way he moved, like in some shots he was taking. And I talked about last year in a couple of podcasts how he wasn't playing just unconscious, shooting it. And this year – they don't have the expectations from the year before, right? Like the year before mm-hmm. the Isaiah yeah. Leaders team, this is this is college sports. We want to judge every next the next year's team based off of last year's performance. It's really stupid. And they were ranked very high to begin the year. There was just so much pressure. They were never going to live up to that. And they still had a successful year to get in the Sweet 16. And they did amazing. So that's different. So this team, they did, one, they don't have that. But disregarding that, they've just bought in like they've all bought in like i said not there's not one guy not moving on the court and you don't have to be necessarily connected on offense at all times like you're not just going to have telekinetic powers knowing where everyone's going to be but if you don't stop moving you at least have the opportunity to fill that space last year it was just okay we're gonna sit around and maybe someone will play one-on-one and drive to the paint or hunter will go go in the post play one-on-one and that's not the case this year at all. I would say the sets are a lot better. I would say top to bottom, the coaching staff has made that a point of emphasis. And these guys have all bought in. Like you've got a whole different Hunter. You have a Hunter who's a leader and is the anchor there. And then you got new guys coming in, really all trying to prove themselves. All Top to bottom, you know, one, two, three, and four positions. So like, all right, I'm buying in right away. And we're just, we're going to make this stuff work. Like Kobe was already that type of personality. Terrence was already that type of personality. 
Jet, it helps that you know your dad's the coach. Like you're gonna you're gonna yeah. respect and trust him. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen's just a solid, solid. He's the one that has to find his footing the most uh, because he has he's the one that has to mesh his talent the most. I think the other guys are more emerging. He's like having to mesh in a different way. So there's a lot of pressure on Jalen. The most pressure is on Jalen right now. Yeah, far and away. So, but as a meshing wise, like they've all just bought in and it starts, I think from the coaching staff and it's dwindled its way down into great leadership and they've all just figured it out. I think last year it was, you know, like we said, like I said before, week to week scrambling mentally and with play, like you didn't know what direction you were being pulled in. They started off this year with the summer and that European trip was huge for them. Like they had a direction. So it's not super surprising because nothing is surprising in college sports, right? It's, it's right, just exactly you always expect the opposite. Like I, I swear to God, I, I last year I was like, all right, this team's ranked high. It's not going to be a great start for them. There's too much, too many learning curves. And then this year, you know, not as many, not as high of expectations, even though they're ranked in the top 25. All right. I bet they, they start off a little better than what we expect them to. I feel like the same has happened with Michigan football in the past few years. Like that's just yeah. kind of what happens at this sort of level. Uh, so it is interesting to watch and it makes so, it, it makes it real fun from like a former player standpoint to see that that's that those building blocks are in place. So looking at Jalen in particular, you know, you hear it all the time in football, especially with like young quarterbacks, how that you get coaching changes and it's like, Oh, this guy's in his third system in three years. It's his fourth system in five years or whatever. It feels like it's the inverse with Michigan at the point guard spot where you're cycling in all these new point guards system and the, the head coach and the coaching scheme, it's all there. It's all, it, that's the foundation, but you're cycling in this new quarterback of your offense every year. How difficult yeah. is that for this Michigan team to really try to get something going this year? And just what do you think of that strategy too? Because I feel like that's sort of unusual. Sure. You want veteran leadership at your point guard spot with all these different transfers and grad transfers that it feels like they pick up specifically out of the Ivy League too but what do you think of that as a strategy yeah it's a quick uh, shout out friend of the program the our Michigan State podcast uh Carter and Greg they were they were ripping on uh Jalen they're like <laughs> uh-huh. what what is this? this is this is not you know they're wasting another year of Hunter I don't buy that at all I I think the exact opposite I think it's a little different I don't think it's really that too much different in football either. I mean, when you have talent and veteran poise, basketball is different than football where, you know, football, you only got so many games and especially in college football, you can't lose a game if you want to make the college football playoffs. Right. right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. very rarely some of the top teams here, basketball, like they're just trusting that these veteran point guards, they're going to figure it out come tournament time. And they have mm-hmm. like Mike yeah. Smith figured out at the end of the year, Devonte figured it out. I have all the faith in the world in Jalen as a player and from, what they built up in the program that they'll figure it out. Like he will figure it out, but it's very difficult. It's, it's extremely difficult to be a a veteran guy who needs to control the offense, especially late in games. You saw his mistakes with Eastern. He pressed for a layup that he missed. He had a turnover, but I didn't mind how he was doing it. And I was really, I saw, I was, I was impressed by the, the, the underlying theme of control. Like he was like, all right, give me the ball. This is mine. And I like that. I really like that. I think, you know, Mike struggled with that early, but he, you know, he figured it out. Uh, Devonte 
Devontae had that pretty that control pretty much throughout the year, I think, with the ball in his hands. And Jalen, you know, there's a lot more scoring options here, top to bottom, and just how they score in different ways and with different talents. So Jalen doesn't have to score. So he's kind of figuring out, well, what am I supposed to do? Because he was a scorer. He was a really great catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter. He's a really great shooter off the bounce, too. And you saw some of that in the last game. Um, he's trying to mix so many different things that he needs nothing but patience from from me, from the fans, from coaches, from his teammates, from whoever, like he he will figure it out. But it is extremely difficult, and you, it's one of those things you have to experience. And if you, you like, I had, I had senior year, like I was starting point guard, right? Trey Burke was mm-hmm. on my team, and I'm, yeah. and we played in a scrimmage, and then basically, either I came to him or me and Novak were like, like let Trey start, like Trey should be starting and playing point guard. <laughs> I didn't want that. I wanted to be off to the side, like observing everything. And then being able to like lead that way, right? Where I could see different parts. Where I didn't have to have the ball in my hand, so I could see how the game was developing. You have to have the ball in your hand. You got defense on you. You got to see how the game is developing. You got to call the plays. You got to run the offense. And especially at the end of the games, that gets real difficult. Um, you know, the game gets tight. Where this to that point, like this open offense, where they have a lot of talent that can score. When you get in those last three minutes, what do you where do you want the ball? Like you want them in your your steady hands, and that's going to be Jalen a lot of times, especially when he gets to the Big Ten. It's just he's going to bring up the ball. They're yeah. going to play slow. You know how they get in the Big Ten. You know you're up three. You're wasting the whole shot clock. There's yeah. a minute and a half left. You're wasting the whole shot clock. Who's going to have the ball in his hands? Jalen. And it's going to be a pick and roll, or he's going to set up a play to to run the offense to whatever they see fit. But he's got to be the one that's starting it, and that's it's extremely extremely difficult for many different reasons we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, yeah. Do you like that? Right? That was a lot. I could go on. That was, man. yeah. It's tough. Well, okay, I- I want to unpack some of that too. I mean, so you're, yeah. you're, you wanted to see the starting spot to Trey Burke. Like how often, how often does that, do those sort of conversations happen? Like usually I feel like it's coach pulling in the the guy into his office and saying, Hey, for the better of the team, we got to make this change. But very rarely it feels like it's the player that goes out and has that conversation. How often do you hear of that sort of thing happening? Probably not too often, but from my <laughs> My standpoint, I was the two man. I mean, I play one in that system with Beeline. You know, one and two are pretty interchangeable. How you start the offense. So I would play when Darius would go out, or uh, David Merritt, C.J. Lee, Kelvin Grady, whoever was playing point guard before. Um, but 
I liked it because I could see, like, my junior year, me and Zach were captains. So I, I had to observe the whole game and I had to observe the defense and the offense and talk to coach and be the coach on the floor and call plays and switch up defense, how we strategize against the guards. And if I was playing point guard like that, you know, you, you can't be guarded by Aaron Kraft and be thinking about what's going on in the play. Like, it's just not happening. And, and Trey had the luxury of never overanalyzing anything. He was going to be trade no matter what. And we saw that very early on. I mean, I remember specifically we played one-on-one and the point guards are playing one-on-one. It was me and Trey and I think Carlton Brundage. And Trey was I, – I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't uh, fully on playing defense, and he was just giving me buckets. And I was like, this kid doesn't think. He just goes. And that was the exact perfect situation that we needed for that team my senior year. And now, to segue to this team, Jalen's figuring out it's going to be more of a journey for him. Like, we knew right away what Trey was going to be, and that was boom. That was done. Game over. That was what we are going to do, and we'll figure out the rest. And that point guard position was very important. We figured that out. Jalen, it's very different. With the last three years with all the grad transfer point guards, it's a very different makeup. So – Again, patience and figuring that role out, it, it takes a lot of time. And to say, to say we're wasting a, a Hunter's best year with a grad transfer for you know yeah. two games, three games in, I think it's a little, little bit of a stretch, Greg. But you know what? We can talk about that later. Yeah, I feel like you you want to bring in a veteran more so than maybe go out and get a, a freshman to, to – if you're oh, yeah. trying to maximize a guy like Hunter Dickinson who you never know when it's going to be his last year. So you, you want to maximize it by going out, getting some of these high IQ guys for your team. And, and OK, so right now, Michigan's playing right now as we're recording this right now, taking on Arizona State. Yesterday, they took on Pitt. Um, this is all coming on the heels of a game that you played against Eastern Michigan on Friday. So the Friday to Wednesday, that's pretty normal. You'll see the, the, that amount of time between games. But you're going back to back here in the Legends Classic. You play Pitt, you play Arizona State, then Sunday you've got Ohio at home. Don't have any feast week activities, but did you yeah. play in what, – what was like your favorite feast week tournament that you played in, and how did you handle the back-to-back-to-back and, and even in like the NCAA tournament where you're playing consecutive days or very little time in between the games? Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I remember playing freshman year at Madison Square Garden – like my favorite game, probably one of my favorite games ever. We beat number four UCLA. And it was like me with a bowl cut starting and no. <laughs> Who's on that UCLA playing. team? Uh Nick Collison, Drew Holiday. Um, those are the two big names. Yeah. Those are some uh, pretty good ones, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially the especially the guard <laughs> spot. Michael Roll. Yeah. Three you got a good. you got an NBA uh, champion, yeah. Drew Holiday, yeah. and then you got Mr. Thunder. And oh Nick yeah, Collison I made. Right I made. There. Yeah, exactly. I made, Oh wait, not Nick Collison. Um, Darren Collison was it? Darren, Darren Collison? Collison. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I just Nick Collison's Nick Collison, Kansas. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Darren Collison, NBA player, perennial yeah. NBA player. Mm-hmm. And I actually made Drew Holiday's draft day highlights. He crossed me up for a jumper <laughs> in that game, so that was really fun. That was my claim to fame that year. But we prepped right, like with Beeline's teams, we were really good at prepping. And we had a game plan and we executed it and we kept the game tight. We didn't let it get out of hand scoring wise. And we were just in at the end and then we won. And you turn around with Duke and it's like, we didn't practice for Duke for three days. We weren't ready for it. I mean, we had some, we did some where you got to prep a little bit like the NCAA tournament, you know, you'll look at your next opponent, but you don't want to look that far ahead because it gets a little shaky where your head is at. Um, So I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I didn't like it uh, in the NCAA tournament. 
even though we just I we got we ran into just sticky situations. A, a lot of time that's just matchups and just kind of going. But um, it's it's tough. So I'm interested to see how this pans out. I mean, uh, I took the under. If that tells you anything. <laughs> even with the scoring at 142, yeah. even with all the scoring that Michigan has, I took the under there because I think you know the focus is going to be playing solid defense, and we'll see where where their legs are at offensively. So you didn't like it. You know, it's funny because you hear, and maybe this is just the the canned answer that these guys have to give, but it's like every time you hear some of these players talk about it, they're like, oh, well, I mean, we're from the AAU era. Like, we're used to playing like two, three games a day, so it's not a big deal. But that, that's why I find it interesting you saying that, that you don't like it. It takes – it's just such a mental reload. At least it was for me, and that's – I mean, that's part of why I was good and part of why I – I was plagued by my own brain, right? Like I, I would <laughs> expend so much energy mentally and being focused that I wanted that break, you know, I wanted to reset and I wanted to prep. Uh, and I was the most confident when I was prepping for two or three days. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, we could play and we had fun and, and we could still do it and compete. Um, but if I had a preference, yeah, I'd be waiting at least another day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think like, in this sort of setting, this one's a little more free, you know, in the early parts of the season, NCAA, NCAA tournament's a little different. This one's more free. And especially with a team like this, like they won't have that problem because they're so free offensively that they can just rely on their offense in situations like this. They're like, all right, we don't know exactly what the team is like, but we know exactly what we're good at and how we can right. attack them uh, offensively. So that I don't see that as an issue as much as uh, I claimed to be during my career. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so looking at, I, I want to rewind a little bit too, because really tight game with Eastern it looked yeah. like for a second there, Imani Bates was going to steal the show in his hometown or in his, in his home state. And I mean, yeah. wh what do you chalk that up to? Is that a dude who maybe feels like I wanted to play at Michigan and maybe there wasn't mutual interest there. And, and I, I kind of want to show him up or, or is it like maybe they overlooked a team like Eastern Michigan? I think there was a, a few things. He was obviously hyped up. I mean, I watched him, who are they playing? Fair State. They beat the brakes off Fair State in the preseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's talking trash and dunking on dudes. Like, he's just that type of guy where he's going to be hyped up. And in that arena against a team like Michigan, same state, he was just going to be ready to go. And, I mean, he took full advantage. I think this that was where – you were going to see where Jet was going to step up and match some of that confidence. He didn't quite have it there. I mean, he'll he'll figure that part out. But Amani just kind of has that. He's he's coming from Memphis, and he has that sort of trade mentality. I think where it's like I'm just going to do me and go, and yeah. figure it out. And he it was like everything was coming together for a perfect storm for him. And he, he had some heat checks. Like there was a little bit of luck in there. He's very skilled. But like oh, that yeah. one step back three from like 25 feet, yeah, maybe yeah. 25 plus. You know, he was just feeling it. I also think. With a team like that, you know, I co I talked to Coach Washington last week, and mm -hmm. he was talking about, you know, game planning for the whole team because they're very skilled. You got Farrakhan, the point guard. Well, mm -hmm. all right, but you also have a really amazing player, and the other guys aren't, like, the, the best scorers in the world. Farrakhan is. So if you shut off those two guys, you know, I think some of it was a little bit of game plan where they could have, like, really put the aggressive defense on them. Um 
and figure it out a little better that way. So it was, it was a little twofold, but you know, it was early on. I think they'll start figuring that stuff out as they establish their base defense. They can go to more specialized game plans like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, looking now at sort of at the, the future for, for this team, like what's something that gets you really excited about this team and what's something that kind of makes you pause and, and maybe pump the brakes a little bit on what their ceiling could be. Yeah. So like I said before, their offense, like they just, they're going to have attack from so many angles and it seems like a complete night and day from last year in, in two ways. One being their movement and their sets. Like I really think the coaching staff stressed sets early on and then kind of play out of that instead of, all right, we're going to play free. And then everyone was kind of looking at each other last year. So they're really getting into sets quick. They're, they're doing it way quicker than they were last year. And they're calling them a lot more than they were last year. And I think that's helping them a lot. And inside of that, they are attacking in the right spot. So like Kobe can play one-on-one from the top whenever he finds the, you know, the lanes to do it. When you're moving that much, you know, the other guys aren't help side. So if you can find those spots, like Jalen will find those spots and Kobe will find those spots a lot and they'll figure it out. You even saw Joy Baker make some great drives um, last game uh, off pump fakes and got in the paint and passed, dished off one, got an and one or another. Like those opportunities are going to be there to play a little more one-on-one in certain spots when the, when the time calls for it. Now, whether weaknesses is the defense, like they're not playing right now. They're down 12 Arizona state. I mean, they can't, Michigan only has 10 and really, Michigan hasn't played a team that can shoot the three. And when they play teams that can shoot the three, that's when your defense has to really pick up. That's when you have to have that, that extra half step. Like you yeah. can't lose your man. You can't be a half step too far into help side and then a half second slow when that ball is skipped. So yeah. that's going to be the thing. And we'll see here. I mean, Arizona State's not a great shooting team. Um, so I expect them to figure out the defensive side of everything. But they're on pace to give up more than 80 points. Like that's just not going to cut it. In, in basketball and then you don't never know in the tournament like you need to be able to rot, rot uh, excuse me rely on your defense at any moment they had it at the end of that eastern michigan game they realized they were the better team and <laughs> yeah cut them down defensively they got into them got aggressive and shut them down defensively and when that pressure comes you know when you can have that when that pressure comes the other team feels the pressure and you can play that solid defense then they can make it far in the tournament uh but yeah their number one achilles heel is going to be defense all the time and then Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE you know, kind of just meshing offensively. But that that part I'm not worried about as much as the defense. Yeah. So before we get out of here, no, yeah. we, we kind of talked a little bit about the, the feast week and, and Michigan doesn't have one this year, a tournament that they're in. They're playing in a bunch of other sort of non-con stuff. They're going out to London. They've got the Jumpman Invitational, all that fun stuff. And then, of course, the Big Ten ACC Challenge like we do every single year. Do you have a favorite maybe off-court memory from from any sort of feast week tournament that that you were in rattle through like what were the different ones that you guys played in yeah oh man god what were they what do we even play i mean we played mass square garden i don't even remember when hawaii is that's not even feast week we really didn't do 
too much. I don't think I feel like I, I don't exactly remember, but I do have a good memory and it's from yeah. that, that first, that Mad Square Garden game. Mm-hmm. And we, we won. This was part of the story. Why maybe I didn't like back to backs. We beat UCLA and then Novak and I are rooming together and we get, it's late. It was a late game. We get in late and we get takeout Chinese, you know, mm-hmm. perfect. You're in New York city, get takeout Chinese. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. But we ate it late, fall asleep and we left our uh, bag in the room. And I think Novak wakes up. I think he, maybe he wakes me up and you just hear rustling, rustling like on the bag. Like, what is that? And we were like, sit there for like three minutes, like freaked out. Like, is this hotel room haunted? Like what is going on? Turn on the light. Oh no, it's mice. It's mice in our room, oh. in our bag. And we're like, we got to get out of here. We just jumped out of our beds, went downstairs to the lobby and was like, can we get a new room? I think we woke up uh, BT, Brian Townsend, who was director of ops <laughs> back then. And he got us a new room graciously. We, we get, went to sleep for like probably like four hours. I don't even know what we did with our stuff. We just like grabbed it real quick. I don't even think we grabbed it. I think yeah, we like- grabbed our stuff real quick out of the room. Two 18-year-old kids scared of mice, apparently. Uh, welcome to yeah, New York, was, man. Like, yeah, that was yeah, that was a welcome to New York. Welcome to travel like this. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Oh boy, I, I can't do rodents. I can't do mice, rats, any of that oh, stuff. Yeah, like, it. Uh, yeah, that, that thing, that stuff freaks me. Out. Even like if you're doing the, you ever do like the what is it? Not the 3D movies, but it's like the 4D movies where like. There's oh, yeah. all the other extra interactive stuff with it. And like, they always Rats. get you with like the, the, the rat tails, like at your, at your calves. And that always makes me squirm, jump, all that stuff. I, I can't do it. Can't do oh, it. Yeah. It's very interactive. <laughs> I love that stuff. I need some scary movies like that, but yeah, that that's basically what it felt like without actually having the tail rub against my legs. Ooh, that's, br- that's brutal right there. All right. Well, it should be a great Michigan season. Um, yep. You'll be with, you'll be with the people every single week. I will. I will be with the people. We will be back every week. Whatever questions you guys have, guests you might want to see, I'd love to talk to anybody and everybody in Michigan. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. This this season, I can already tell, is going to be a lot of fun to break down um, and just see how they progress. There's just a lot of talent, and there's a lot of hope around this team, even though right now it's not looking like it. But yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I see you double-taking up to the screen, like yeah. watching it. I got it, I got it on the side here, too. And uh, right now, as we're recording this, it's 25 25- 27 ton uh arizona state and, and i see like a little i can see like a little nervous shake from you th- this entire time you, you, you've got a little panic in your face right now Stu. it's uh, it's interesting i see i i wanted to like watch it. i want to know what's going on right like my analytical yeah. brain i'm like well why is this happening like i could break down yeah. every little thing but again not too worried about it 17's a lot though i mean 17's a <laughs> lot to to make up um but if, if anybody can do it, I think this is a this is a good game that they can come back and still 30 minutes left. There's they've shown you they can make those runs like they did last game. So it's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun. Pleasure this talking to you fun. for the first time. I know. I know. We should do it again. This is fun. I should maybe like break down a game. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, this has been Go Blue with Stu. I'll, I'll let you take us out here. Take us out here, Stu. All right, all right. This has been Go Blue with Stu, live stream. Hopefully we can have some more the rest of the year. Appreciate anybody and everybody who joined. Um, Yeah, and we'll just be looking forward to it. Stay tuned. I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.